All right. Welcome back to the Brazenly Honest Podcast. I hope everybody's having a great day. I know I am. I just got back from the gym. Feeling pretty good. Thought I'd record something. I remembered that I did not finish the confidence workbook. And I know it's been a while, but I've been going through uh, just things in my life and I think I deserve a a break every once in a while. So we're going to jump straight into this. I'll talk about any kind of other issues or things or ideas that I have been thinking about at the end of the episode. I think it works best that way. So mental fitness exercises. That's where I left off. Mental fitness exercises. Uh, What we've been talking about is uh, self-confidence, self-confidence workbook. The reason that we're wanting to learn self-confidence, or at least why I'm wanting to learn self-confidence, is to reduce my anxiety. Whenever I'm more confident, I just, my anxiety is very minimal. Whenever I go work out, it's minimal. So there must be something that I am doing right for this to be working because my anxiety was extremely high for the last, I don't know, year. And in the last two months, I haven't recorded in about two months, I've been working hard to try to reduce my anxiety, meditation, going to the gym, pretty much anything I could think of. My mom even recommended that I start taking magnesium glyconate. She said that she saw online that it was supposed to help out with anxiety. It may be helping. It may be just a placebo effect. It may be just a mixture of everything. If you want to give it a try, go for it. It can't really hurt anything. But back to the workbook. Uh, Mental fitness exercises. Number one, positive self-talk. You know, your self-talk determines the tone of your emotional life. So you imagine that everything that happens to you is happening to teach you something valuable. You want to think of it like a positive conspiracy. So you know how you think of conspiracies? Well, this way you're going to think that instead of, oh, everybody's out to get me, everyone is out to teach you something positive. So that's positive self-talk. So let me give you an example If someone cuts you off in traffic, instead of cussing them out, flipping them the bird, I don't know, telling your husband, wife, partner, whoever's sitting beside you, friend, that that person is whatever, fill in the blank. When you could actually just tell yourself, hey, maybe that person didn't see me, maybe maybe they're in a hurry. Maybe it's an emergency and they're on their way to the hospital. So that's the positive self-talk. So instead of saying that an event happened because of a negative, a negative whatever, 
we're going to say that it's positive. We're going to turn it around and we're going to say, and we're going to not make, say that it's positive, but just try to make a positive statement from that so that we don't think so negatively all the time. The law of expectation says that whatever you expect with confidence becomes your own self-fulfilling prophecy. A good idea is to say before an event, repeat, I can do it. Repeat it as many times as it takes. Um, If you have issues with, I don't know, loving yourself, maybe you're down on yourself all the time, you could repeat, I love myself. Repeat it over and over again. Do it. You can do it three times a day, four times a day, as many times as you want to. Just do it often. Number two is use of affirmations. So you want to keep in mind that these affirmations must, I repeat, they must be posed in present tense. They have to be positive and they have to be personal. Popping in the mic. Personal. Say these to yourself just as often as you, as you would the positive self-talk. So an example would be, I feel healthy today, or I'm going to nail this interview, or I'm going to fill in the blank. But do not use negatives. Do not say things like, I'm not going to have an anxiety attack today. I'm not going to freak out. Any Anytime you put a negative in there, all your brain hears is, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to have a panic attack today. So don't add negatives in there. Number three. Actually, you know what? Before we go into number three, a good idea for number two, get some three by five note cards, write them down. That way you cannot forget them. I actually, I think I've said this in a past episode where I recorded myself for like a minute saying my uh, positive, my affirmations into my phone so that way I could listen to it on my drive to work. Not the whole time. I mean, that would it'd be eight minutes of me going, I love myself. <laughs> I, I think you only need to do it like listen to it for a minute. Halfway through the day, listen to it for a minute. You just want to like get it so that your brain realizes what you're thinking. So number three, practice visualizations. Create a clear mental picture of the person you want to be the things you want to be doing, and the goals you want to achieve. A great visualization practice is called mental rehearsal. Go through an upcoming event in your mind, detail by detail, and just imagine it happening perfect. I want you to imagine it that from beginning to end, everything goes perfect. If you think of something negative that could happen, start all over. Start at the beginning and go through it again. Whenever you can see that it's perfect, maybe do it a couple of times. Say you have a pres- presentation and you have to get up in front of, I don't know, 
people at work and you think, okay, I'm going to walk up to the front. I am going to give my presentation. Everybody is going to clap. I'm going to go sit back down in my chair and feel good about myself. That's it. That's all you got to do. Figure out what, what kind of scenario you want to happen, think it through, and then do it. I think a lot of um, I think a lot of Olymp uh, like Olympians do this. I'm almost positive. Do not quote me on this. I'm almost positive that they do that. They see themselves uh, preparing for whatever the event is and going through it. Feed your mind. Actually, you know what? Before I jump onto that one, another great idea to add on to the practice visualization is those, is those what are those boards called? A, a vision board. Create a vision board. Just put, put whatever you want to see about yourself or of yourself or whatever it is. I, I have a visualization board that has yoga poses on it that I want to accomplish. What else does it have? Poses, not yoga poses, but poses is in like confidence poses so that I can build confidence, see it, and that's who I want to be. Paintings, people painting. I have Bob Ross on there. I, I think Bob Ross is the best, not the best painter, but just the best person, <laughs> just the best person overall. Like anybody that hates Bob Ross probably hates puppies too. I'm sorry to say it if you love, if you hate Bob Ross, but you probably hate puppies. So one to number four. See here, I keep jumping ahead. I just came up with something else. You know how you do the whole beginning to end? You know, you're thinking about, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get in front of the coworkers, I'm going to give my presentation, and then I'm going to go sit back down. You can also do another technique where you just play out the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of it, five minutes of it. Pretty much just you completing it in a, in a positive way. And I do know that athletes do this. A lot of athletes do this. They'll, like snowboarders in the X Games, will think about, okay, this is how this move is going to end. So they see themselves hitting the ramp, doing whatever kind of, move they're trying to do, landing it, and then putting their arms up in that V, you know, like, yes, I did it. It's another great, great way to do that. So on to number four, really this time, feed your mind. So you want to feed your mind with books, whether they be regular audiobooks, magazines, audio programs like YouTube, or 
pretty much anything that you can learn from anything that you uh, and you want to make sure that they contain positive and uplifting messages. You can find positive podcasts out there. Bob Ross, <laughs> obviously, obviously, if you listen to Bob Ross, very positive. I don't think I've ever, I, I, he may have said a few negative things, but I think they were in jest, to be honest. Number five, befriend positive people. If you have friends in your life that are constantly talking negative all of the time, you can either say something to them or you can not hang out with them as much. Maybe find some friends that are more positive. Maybe not too positive. Like, I've been around people that it just seems like they're overly positive and it just seems weird. I think this person is a serial killer. <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking. But, you know, some people just... Some people just love life. So maybe that's all it is. But you want to find these positive people. And the negative people in your life, you may need to, if, if it comes down to it, you may need to just rule them, rule them out of your life. I mean, it depends how close you are, how willing they are to change. Maybe you're the negative one. I know I can be negative. I could be talking to my coworkers and I'll just say like uh, one of my coworkers will ask me she'll say good morning how's your how was your night did you get any sleep and then sometimes I'll say no it was an awful night I slept 3 hours cuz my brain just wouldn't shut up and sometimes I catch myself and I go eh it was a night that's kind of indifferent. Or I'll try to say, well, I've, I got more sleep than I did the night before or last week or whatever. You know, something, I try to make it more positive. Lately, it's hard to find those things because of the anxiety. When the anxiety is really high, I don't get a lot of sleep. And so it just, it's harder to be positive. So you want to be, and that's why you're working on the other, the other steps. You want to make sure that you're working on your affirmations, your positive self-talk, so that way you are not the one in your friend group that is constantly, because you'll go up to them and be like, you know what, you're kind of bringing me down with your negativity, and they'll be like, what? You're the one who talks about negative things 24-7, and all your other friends are like nodding their head. Yes, <laughs> it's possible. Make it. You could be the negative one. So work on maybe work on one through four before you work on number five. This next part is is building confidence, but it's more f focused on your career. 
And the reason I say career and not job is because a job is just something that you go and do to make money and a career is something that you love. And if you don't have a career, figure out what you want to do. Start working towards it. That's what I'm doing. Paying off my student loans. Got my student loans from 43000 down to, I don't know, it's around 12300 for the part that has 3% interest on it that I'm paying off. And then my mom paid for, yeah, I know, my mommy paid for, my mom uh, paid for a lot. And so I, as soon as that student loan's paid off, then I'm just giving all of the money that I, like I, I survive off of minimal. I pay $800 a month towards my student loans. And then after they're paid off, that amount will go to my mom. But I don't make that much money. So I sell plasma and it, I'll be so happy whenever everything's just paid off and I can start my own business. And it it will just be something that I love, something that I wake up and want to go do. So let's jump into capitalizing on your strengths. Number one, decide that you are going to join the top 10% in your field, whatever it is. You're going to be in the top 10%. You're going to strive. You're going to figure out who those top 10% are. Ask them what they do. You know, figure out, watch them if you, if you need to. Just figure it out what you need to do and become that. Number two, identify the most important skills that you have. Figure out what you are good at. These are the skills that are most important to you at doing an excellent job. You know, I'm trying to think of uh, my, at my job, I'm good at showing my patients that I actually listen. Some people will they'll be having a conversation and they'll just be waiting to answer instead of listening and then maybe even doing what's called mirroring. You know, you mirror back the last few words they said, such as, so I went to the store and I dropped something. It broke. Everyone was staring at me and I had a panic attack. Oh, you had a panic attack? How did that feel? See what I'm saying? Like, you're going to mimic the last part. But that's not step two. So (laughs) that's just what I do. Number two, you're figuring out what your skill is. Figure out what you are good at. And if you don't know what you're good at, ask your family, ask your friends, ask anybody that knows you. Ask a few people to make sure they all agree on the same thing. Or maybe they don't. Maybe you've got more than one great skill. Maybe you've got multiple great skills. Number three, determine your natural strengths and abilities. It's kind of just like your skills, but you're going to figure out what your strengths are. I am very mechanically inclined. I can... Except for the engine, I will not. And I think I could work on an engine in a car. Like, I'll work on a car. But 
I'm always nervous about putting something back together wrong and ruining a whole engine. <laughs> I guess if I just had a car in a garage that if I messed up, it wouldn't matter, then I'd, I, I'd do it. I would do it. I would take an engine apart and put it back together. Maybe I will. Maybe in the future I'll have myself a garage and a, just a car that I work on. Number four, figure out what you do better than most people. What should it be? If you don't know what you do better than most people, what should it be? Or what could it be in the future? If you work on something really hard, I'm working on this painting. I paint every week. I just finished a painting today. It's a, um, a patriotic painting. I wouldn't say it's a Memorial Day. I know it's Memorial Day that I'm recording on, but I wouldn't consider it a Memorial Day painting because there's fireworks. It's, it's, um, it's kind of like a silhouette of Iwo Jima and, you know, the guys raising the American flag and it has fireworks, uh, in the sky and Memorial Day is more of your memorializing the, the death of soldiers. And so it's not really like, you know, I wouldn't go up to somebody and say happy Memorial Day. It's that's, this is probably more like um, just patriotic. It couldn't be 4th of July either because 4th of July is Independence Day. So that's not even close. <laughs> so figure it out. Figure out what you what you want to be good at and focus on it. Number five. What sort of work motivates you the most? What activities give you the greatest sense of personal satisfaction? When I finish a painting, painting, first thing I do is I send it to family and friends just to send it to them so they can enjoy it. Or actually, to be honest, so that I can get uh, a little bit of insight. Whether they like it or not, it's done. Once I put my signature on a painting... No, my mom, I sent one to my mom and she goes, oh, you should have painted a picnic area right in there. Because it was, a, you know, like a, it was a, uh, a field and like and a, a little stream and everything. And she was just, you should put a picnic. And I was like, no, mom, it's done. See the signature on there? That means done. That, that's like putting a period on the end of a, of a, a, a sentence. Number six, get a great return on your energy by creating clear values. What have we been talking about with this workbook is figuring out what your values are. A clear vision of what you want for your future and what your objective for life is. Figure out what those are. Because when you have those values and when you have those objectives and when you have that career you're going to feel really confident about yourself and your life. I know that where I am right now, I'm not the most confident. I am working a job that I don't hate my job. I would just like to find something better. I live in an 
efficiency, one of those tiny apartments where it has everything's together and then a bathroom. I have some friends that I talk to, but mostly don't have many people to just call up and say, hey, you want to go do this? And there's other things. But that's what I'm striving to to get away from and to change. I have goals. I want to I want to buy a plot of land near the ocean. I want to start my own business. I want to own my own tiny house. I know I just complained about an efficiency apartment and then said I wanted a tiny house, but the tiny house is going to be a lot more awesome than the place that I'm living in now like it'll be built to my specifications I'll be making enough money that's my goal I'll be making enough money so that I will not have to stress about anything they say that if you make around $70,000 a year that's the mark where you can be it's like a happiness mark when it comes to making money. If you make too little money, then you stress about bills and trying to make it. And anything over $70,000 is just excess. You actually can create more stress for yourself by owning more things because you spend your money. I practice minimalism. And so the that having that much money, all I would really be doing with that money is saving for retirement, enjoying vacations, and spending more time with friends and family. I think that would be, or that's a great goal for myself. If you struggle with any of the things that I talked about, you can actually go see what's called an industrial psychologist. Or actually, you can go see a career counselor, and you can talk to them about, you can just bring up, say, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to figure out. What what kind of career would I be good at after giving them all the information? And if all of this seems like a lot to remember, you get what you put in. You get what you put in to your life. If you want to sit around, watch TV, and, I don't know, eat chips, then that's going to be your life. But if you want to put forth an effort and make something of your life, that's what you'll get out of it. All right, that's the end of the workbook. Now it's free time. i got to talk about whatever I want. For those of you who don't care for excess stuff, you guys have a great evening, morning, afternoon, night, whatever it is. I've been thinking lately about the podcast, seeing as how I haven't recorded in two months. I I, I think about it. I think about recording, and I don't know why I just... I don't know why I associate... Maybe it's because whenever I had my old podcast, Conspired, I was anxious when I was first recording 
for the longest time. I think I've said in the previous episodes that I would take a half a Klonopin before recording because I guess my brain was visualizing everybody listening to me on the podcast. Plus, I had some negative people say things that, you know, people are just evil. They'll always find something to to pick on somebody about. I could listen to any podcast and find something bad about it but it's not i'm not going to go on somewhere and be like comment to whatever that negative thing is but i've been thinking and i am going to no i'm going to say that i'm thinking about i'm not going to say that this is what i'm doing but i have made steps towards it i'll tell you what that is I have, I've always struggled with social anxiety, meeting new people, starting a new job, even college was rough. College was rough. I would have to drop classes if I had a panic attack in the first class because it would just perpetuate, like it would just keep going. The next class, I would think about the first class and then I would just have another panic attack and so I'd have to drop the class. But I just, I went out and bought two lapel mics and a splitter. And I'm going to use my phone, so we'll see how good the audio is. But here's the game plan, if I do it. I'm not saying I'm doing it because I'm really nervous about it. But I want to walk up to people on the street and say, hey, I'm podcasting to get over my social anxiety. Can I interview you? And then I'll figure out what to talk about. I haven't completely figured it out. I've figured out some items, some questions to ask. Or actually, I could reverse it. If they don't have anything that they want to talk about, then I could reverse it and say, you can ask me anything and see what they ask me. Nothing too crazy. I don't want to have like a full-blown panic attack out on the street. Because just thinking about answering some questions would drive me nuts. But I I was just thinking about that. That would be something that I could do. I've also been thinking of other episode ideas I always talk about how I struggle with student loans. And at first I was I was I was telling myself that I was going to create another podcast just focusing on college and student loans and how to get out of the debt and and whatever. And then I told myself I was I was already on a podcast where I was talking about anxiety and I could just add college tips, student loan tips to this podcast because these things gave me anxiety and I could add that into it and I could be brazenly honest about how stupid I was 
hell no, let's not put myself down. People make mistakes. I made I made mistakes as a young person when it came to college, and I'm paying for those mistakes. But I guess you grow from from your mistakes, you know, like you just something bad happens. If you learn from it, then great, you'll grow from it. If you don't, then you'll probably do it again. But I think that's something that I would in, that I would like to do. And the reason I would like to do it is because I don't want other people making the same mistakes. I know my I've seen the analytics and it shows that a lot of my listeners are older. Not older, older, like not like 70. <laughs> More like uh, above the age of 30. But I'm sure that if I promoted on Twitter or wherever else that it'll get it'll get into the, into the right hands or if they search for keywords then they'll find it but I think that's what I would like to do I'm also going to do other episodes on anxiety I just have to figure out because I've gone if you've listened to the anxiety part of the podcast like the anxiety podcast then you know what you need to do to reduce your anxiety. You know what you need to do. Sometimes we know what we need to do and we just, we don't do it either because of fear or I don't know. Sometimes we get comfortable. You're not comfortable with anxiety, but you're just so comfortable in your life. You build habits and you don't want to change those habits. And so you know what you need to do. If you need to go back and listen to the episodes, go for it. If you need, I don't see, any, I was trying to think of reasons to go back and listen to my stories, but those are just there for me to get out. Like the first eight episodes of this podcast is just me letting everything go that has bothered me. And that I thought brought on my anxiety. I don't listen to them. I don't even really want to talk about them. Once you get them out, it's done. You keep dwelling on the past, you're going to be stuck there. I did mention recently to um, this girl that I was talking to about the car wreck. But I don't bring up the I did bring up the anxiety I was gonna say I didn't mention the anxiety but then I remembered yeah I did I mentioned a little bit of it but I caught myself you have to catch yourself if you start talking about your anxiety all the time you have to catch yourself and stop it whenever I was working at but the job before this one I would bring it up all the time and I was I just it's almost like I hated or I, I wanted the, the, maybe I wanted the self-pity or something was just wrong. And then I read a book and then that's when I was, I told myself, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to record everything and I'm just going to get it out there and I'm just going to leave it at that. 
that's just where it is and that's where it stays. I think this podcast got way too serious. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of some great future episodes. I, I do have some, this is good news for me. I don't know if it'll be good use, news for you guys, but it's good news for me. I actually have all of the downloads from Conspired. We were using a, 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 a podcatcher that we, when we quit, it, it just, I tried to find it online and they say zero, like minutes, zero. I tried playing it. There are a few places that it's still, that they're still up, but I spent, I don't know, like four hours yesterday uploading them all to a new anchor podcast and it's gonna and conspired is gonna come back i can't say when it's gonna come back but it's going to come back and it's not going to be the same without natalie i will say that with 100 percent certainty it will not be the same she was a research guru her true crime research was just spot on. I'm thinking if I just listen to them enough or look at our notes, because I actually found the notes too. I, everything is on my computer. I found the notes. And I'm talking to my little sister, and she lives in Texas, and I asked her if she wanted to be my co-host, and she's very nervous about it. But I just told her, I was like, be just be yourself and have fun because you can hear in in our episodes that sometimes we would be having a lot of fun me and Natalie and sometimes it would just you could tell that something happened before that episode that just set one of us off and we were just at each other people even said in the comments like my gosh you two just go at it and it's not like it's not like we're yelling or screaming at each other. We just, it, I don't know. It's like undercut, undercut or I don't know how you describe it. But I really miss, I really miss doing that podcast. I don't miss the, the Stephen Avery group that attack, that verbally attacked us on Twitter. Like a hundred, hundred of them. More than a hundred of them. I had to block them all. It was, it was insane. I think it's going to happen again. I think since I'm going to be posting... I opened Conspired's Twitter account back up, and uh, I think once I start posting it again, and yeah, I think they may come back out of the woodwork like, what? I thought you guys already posted this, and I'm just, I've already decided that I'm just going to ignore them. I'm not even going to, this is what I've decided, like, when people comment negative things, I've just decided I don't even care. I'm not even going to answer them. I'm just going to find like, and when somebody, po uh, you know, comments something positive, which people do po comment positive things. My tongue's getting all tied here. Too excited. Too excited. Because you can look at the ratings for, for anxiety, brazenly honest, whatever you want to call it. The There are nice reviews on there. Really nice reviews. They made me feel good. 
And then if you would have looked at conspired reviews, most of them were nice. Most of them, like I'll say 90% of them were nice. No, 95% of them were nice. But there was a few that either attacked me or attacked Natalie. Like, just people could be mean. Like, I think that that's the people that need to work, that need this workbook. Focus on their positivity. Find the positive in the in the podcast instead of focusing on the negative aspects. Like, that Gerald, he's, uh, oh gosh, I wish I could remember what they said. They said something. I can't remember. It, it was, it was, it was hurtful. But then I think like two days later, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, why do I care with this person that I don't even know from? I don't even know where they were from. I was like, why do I even care? But I think it, I think it'll be fun. You guys can jump over there if you want to. I mean, I'll, I'll let you know when it releases. But it's it depends on if you like paranormal, true crime and conspiracies natalie was huge into true crime and paranormal i don't know why we added conspiracies i think we just wanted to have fun with them we i don't know it was like a trifecta of of conspired i i don't know we just i was i went full throttle on that on that podcast we had a hundred thousand downloads in less than nine months, and that's that's saying something for a, a small podcast. I mean, in, if you want a comparison, this podcast in its first year, it had, mm, and it was over ten thousand downloads in the year. I think it was it was I'll say it's between 10 and 15,000 cuz I I don't know exactly what it was because I switched. I did something. I switched I switched podcatchers or something like that. I switched to Anchor. I kept asking everybody, "How good is Anchor?" Oh, I was on SoundCloud. And then I was talking to my buddy Glenn and he was on Anchor and so I switched over to Anchor and it, this has been the best so far. It's just easier. They just make everything easier. But yeah, if you're into that, if you're into... As long as you don't get upset, because I... Like, the Conspired intro is Welcome Back to Conspired, where skeptics and believers come together to discover the truth. Because Natalie was the believer, and I was the skeptic. I don't believe in paranormal... Most conspiracies are just conspiracies. There are some that have come true, and I, I think I'll probably do some episodes on the ones that come true. And true crime, she was big into true crime. I was just interested in listening to her talk about true crime. And I'm hoping that the true crime that we do, that I, I think it might be my little sister, actually... I may just have random co-hosts. Just ask hosts from other podcasts to, or just friends or family to just jump on and say, all right, pick an episode. Let's do the research and we'll do an episode. 
I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I knew Glenn's excited as soon as I told him <laughs> he got. I wish I could. Re- I wish I could remember where the uh, the audio is for him getting excited about conspiracy coming back because me and Glenn, the Glenn Think Stuff podcast, we started our podcast about the same time. It's been we started three years ago, I think it was. Yes, three years ago, almost to this month. I think it was, yeah, yeah, it was like three years ago this month, me and Natalie started Conspired, we met Glenn on Twitter, and just hit it off, I started listening to his podcast, and I've never missed an episode, I've actually, he just released one yesterday, and I'm going to be listening to it after I get done recording, and and having this ready to post because I don't post it at this I don't post the same day that I record I always post it for later I don't know why in case I I just think of something I need to say I guess I don't know I don't know it's just one of those things but yeah I'm excited I don't know if you guys can tell but I am going to jump off here, and I am going to probably take a long, hot bath. I think that sounds good. You guys enjoy whatever it is you're doing, and thanks for listening to the Brazenly Honest Podcast.